and products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. True about Brian Williams, and the same was true about all of them. I could go on and on and on. And for years, you know, they knew what Hitler knew. They knew exactly what Hitler knew. You had to control the propaganda. If you controlled the propaganda and you didn't let others speak... You know, Lenin knew the same thing. Mao did the same thing. Mao knew. Mao took that to the nth degree. He just killed the opposition. If you spoke out against Mao, he just killed you. In China today, Xi takes you and locks you up in a prisoner camp. There's all kinds of videos this morning on the Internet where he's grabbing people, not him, but his goons are grabbing people, men away from their families, screaming children, screaming wives, and he's throwing them in these prison camps, and you're watching it happen live. And this, my friend, is 20. 22. So yes, uh, the, the the left, you know, that is uh, <laughs> that has controlled the message now for years, uh, and particularly here in America through American media. I call them the alphabet media, the ABCs, the CNNs, and all of them. You know, well, I I just heard the ABC story controlling the narrative on the border, and that's somebody else, by the way, who is blowing up the stuff on the left, the power control monopoly. Yeah, uh, that's Greg Abbott, our governor. He's blowing up their collapse of our sovereignty. So for so long, uh, we, we were told, you know, you, uh, elections have consequences. There's nothing you can do about it. The Democrats are in power, and we just have to wait. And I believe that. You, know? you just have to wait for the next vote. We just can't do anything now. But these guys are pushing back now. And, and it's more than them. But the Greg Abbott story is a great story as well, you know. Uh, Border Patrol is all upset at him. I'm talking about the officials in the swamp. And they're like, well, he's not coordinating with us. Well, the hell with you. He doesn't have to coordinate with you. You didn't coordinate with him. You collapsed the southern border here in Texas, and Texas has been attacked, viciously invaded. And ranchers and homeowners and cities and towns all across Texas have been invaded. And you didn't want to do anything about it. Well, quite the opposite. You did do something about it, and that is nothing on purpose. I'm talking about the swamp. So Governor Greg Abbott is doing something about it. And and instead of the story being that, you know, he's dropping now all these uh, border crossings and he realizes he screwed up these border crossings and he shouldn't have done it in the first place. I saw that on television all last night. No, the truth of the matter is these governors from across the border are coming to him begging for a deal now. That's the story. The governors in Mexico are coming to Greg Abbott with hat in hand, pen, paper, please. How do we do a deal, please? We have got to get these trucks across the border. What can we do? No, Greg Abbott stared him down. And you know I've had my problems with Greg Abbott, but he stared him down on this issue. That's the story, Alex. That's the story, ABC. Well, it's uh, today's going to be cloudy this morning, a uh, shower in a few spots. The clouds are going to break for some sun this afternoon. It's going to be warm and humid with a high about 83. Then tomorrow, cloudy in the morning. Then times of sun and sun and clouds in the afternoon becoming very warm and humid, high of 94. And then Easter Sunday, very warm. Areas of low clouds and then some sun at a high of 91. And uh, right now we're at 62. Cannot stress enough how important it is what's going on with Elon Musk and the Twitter situation. It is huge. It means everything for us. And uh, it is something that really uh, we have to watch closely and hope that he wins. Or, or actually, if he doesn't, then Twitter goes away. I'm going to explain as we go on. And, and, and the proof is in how the left at MSNBC and all across Twitter and Jeff Bezos' own Washington Post has responded to Elon Musk and his out-and-out bid to buy Twitter. It was so much fun watching them freak out yesterday because for the first time in a long time, their hair is on fire. 
And, of course, uh, Greg Abbott announces deals with two more Mexican governors to halt the vehicle inspections at the border. These Mexican governors are now calling him. That would be Chihuahua, Maria Eugenia Campos Galvan. She announced their agreement last night, and then, hours later, in the middle of the night last night, Abbott's office announced an agreement with Coahuila and their governor and the border uh, crossing at Ciudad Juarez, and that's right across the Rio Grande from El Paso. So, yes, uh, by doing what he did, by standing up to these folks, yes, he f- he's forcing them into stronger and better protections on the other side of the border, and they're coming to us. You see, that's how America is supposed to work. We're supposed to be the big boy on the block. Instead of being the little wussified, weak-kneed, limp-wristed child that Joe Biden has made us into, we're supposed to be the big boys. And if you want to play ball with the big boys, you come to us, and we're going to tell you how it goes. By the way, now Joe Biden has decided, because of Greg Abbott and because of what's going on, uh, Greg Abbott shipping these guys up to uh, Washington, D.C., Joe Biden has decided to end Title 42 early for thousands of migrants. Remember, it was supposed to end at the end of May. But now, effective immediately, according to a source within the Border Patrol, they're going to terminate the CDC Title 42 expulsions for certain categories of migrants effective immediately. Single adult migrants from Guatemala, from El Salvador, from Honduras and Colombia no longer subjected to speedy expulsions along some parts of the southern border. Why is Biden doing this? Because with Greg Abbott pushing back now and launching into this phase, now he knows the pressure is on and he's got to get as many people in here as he can he realizes that people do not like what he's doing and in fact his support among young folks has cratered by double digits in the first 14 months the only people that still are with joe biden at this point the 65 plus crowd well the 65 plus crowd they don't change they don't change their minds they stay on whatever they decided in fact they'll defend it to the better end because you're not going to tell them they were wrong i wasn't wrong in my decision to vote for this numb nuts <laughs> no you're not going to tell them you were, they were wrong but young people oh yeah young people will drop you in a heartbeat man like nothing uh, they don't care they have no sense of commitment and they have no loyalty And so that's what's going on with Joe Biden right now. Also, his approval is the lowest with Hispanic voters, according to a new Quinnipiac poll. It has fallen 10 points, get this, in one week among Hispanic voters. But listen, there is an evil uh, that's that's afoot out there concerning November. You're hearing a lot now in media, across all media, that there's going to be a red wave. Even Mark Penn, a a big political operative for the Democrats and the left, uh, supplied a bunch of information to Hillary Clinton at one time. And we do have another Hillary Clinton story. One of her biggest donors, if not the biggest donor, is going to prison for injecting men with methamphetamine to have sex with them, apparently. He's going to go away for 30 years, One of uh, tightly tied to Hillary Clinton. So we're going to get into that. But this other guy, his name is Mark Penn, and maybe you've heard of him. He's a big pollster for Hillary and the, and the left. He says there's going to be a red tornado in November. Look, the reason you're starting to hear this from the left, the reason you're starting to hear this on ABC and CNN and CBS, the reason is they want GOP Republican complacency to kick in right now. It's the only hope they got. They have two things. One is to cheat in November, and they're going to do that with mail-in balloting. And number two, number two is to make Republicans feel like, okay, we got this thing in the bag. There's no reason to go vote. Because, quite frankly, take your dose of medicine, Republicans. Republicans, when it comes to voting, are lazy. Republicans will stay home. Democrats are never lazy about it. Leftists are never lazy. Leftists will go. Republicans, conservatives, they're lazy when it comes to voting. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a conservative. I'm a conservatarian. But I'm also honest. And so Republicans, GOP, conservatives, libertarians, don't fall into the complacency. They're trying to talk you into it right now. Oh, you got this in the bag, man. Uh, Okay, well then, let's go fishing that weekend, honey. Load up the motorhome. Let's take a little trip to the lake that weekend. We don't have to vote that weekend. Nope. Nope, that's all done. It's a red wave. It's a red tornado. Better not fall into that. You better not believe your own press clippings. Anybody who's ever been in sports will tell you the most dangerous and most deadly thing you can do is start believing your own press clippings. And they're trying to get you to do that. 
everywhere you turn, and yes, even on Fox News. They are trying to get you to do that. And so don't let that become reality. Make sure that you are loaded for bear on November 6th and that you overwhelm the polls on November 6th. It has to happen that way or they're going to snap back and whatever they took, they're going to continue to take more. Hey, I'm going to take a quick break. The phones are up and it's, it's Friday, 210-599-5555. You can jump in here at all times if you want to. I know it's a holiday, so a lot of people sleeping in this morning. That's a good thing, too. But we're going to continue to go through the stories. And when I get back, I'm going to talk more about what lit Twitter up yesterday about Elon Musk and just why. I'm going to break it down. Because people who aren't on Twitter think it's, it's no big deal. Like, I don't care. I'm not on Twitter. It's not a big deal for me. I don't care who owns Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Yes, you do. And I'll explain why. Com slash credit. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hey, good morning. It's Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555. It is the 15th. April 15th used to mean something, right? Ha, <laughs> ha. Well, it's the uh, 18th that means something this year. Joe Biden, cut number one, Don. Joe Biden, um, in all of his years, 50 years, 50 years, the man has been involved in politics in America, and now he's old and senile. And i got proof of that coming up for you. But first, you know all the stuff he's told us about our policies are working and record job creation? Well, that's been knocked down by PolitiFact. That's simply not true. I've been in and out of Iraq and Afghanistan 40 times. Well, that was knocked down by the Washington Post. Is simply not true. I got arrested for protesting civil rights. Well, no, he did not. There's uh, no proof, and uh, they've done all kinds of fact-checking on that. That's not true. I've been against the war in Afghanistan from the very beginning. Well, we can go back and look at his voting record and see where he voted for the war in Afghanistan many times. I used to drive a tractor trailer. Remember that one? Yeah, I, I drove a truck. I was a truck driver. So he's a truck driving professor. <laughs> Joe gave a speech yesterday. Talked about another thing, another career that Joe had while he was senator. Listen to this: educating the future of this country. And it's, I've been impressed. I've been on a lot of university campuses. Matter of fact, for four years I was a full professor at the University of Pennsylvania. And this is really an impressive place. So for four years, he was a full professor at the University of Pennsylvania. You know, that was while he was driving a truck, <laughs> while he was in and out of Afghanistan 41 times, while he was rescuing Nelson Mandela from the prison, while he was beating corn pop with a chain, and while he was sniffing people's hair. The boy's been busy, you know. Four years hey, listen, uh, America, at the University of Pennsylvania. Right. America is in trouble, folks, with this guy at the helm. And the other people know this. I mean, you look around, the other countries know just how bad and how sorry and how dangerous a time this is for us, our children and our grandchildren, to see what this old man is doing to our country and our standing on the world stage. Because people like Putin watch this stuff, and Xi watch this stuff, and our enemies watch this stuff. And they know, like Iran is moving on an Iranian nuclear deal that will get our allies in the Middle East and possibly some people here in our country killed by nuclear weapons by Iran. It will happen if Joe is successful in what he's doing. Now, this next piece of sound I have to set up for you a little bit because all you're going to hear is music, and I will describe for you before and during the music what's going on in the video. This was also that speech yesterday. Joe is on stage by himself. He's standing behind the presidential podium on stage. He's wrapping up a speech. Again, he's by himself on the stage. There is no one else on this stage. There's a gigantic flag of the United States behind him. There are people in the audience in front of him and to each side of him. But there's nobody on the stage. He wraps up his uh, his remarks. John Philip Sousa music begins to play. Joe closes his notebook and turns rather staggeringly to the right with his hand out. A, a hand to shake a hand. And folks... He shakes hands with air. And then he turns to the back, and he's facing the flag. And he shakes hands with air. And then he turns again, and he shakes hands with air. There's nobody there. No one. Then he turns, and he walks over to the side very staggeringly, and he just 
stares at people there. He doesn't do anything, he just stares at them. And then he turns again and begins to very staggeringly walk off the stage, down the steps very slowly and staggeringly, and that's it. The man shaking hands with air. If you doubt my account of this, just Google it yourself. It's all over the Internet. And not only do those of us who care about this country see that kind of thing and have our own visceral reaction to it, but our enemies see it as well. Our enemies see those kinds of things. They hear him say, I was a professor. They hear him say, I was a truck driver. They hear him say, I rescued Nelson Mandela from prison. They hear him say, he climbed the Himalayas. They hear him say all these things that they know is absolutely not true. And for years it was sloughed off as, well, that's just Joe, you know. That's just Joe. No. Joe is the President of the United States. And we expect a higher degree, a higher level out of somebody who is the president of the United States. It's no wonder that his numbers are cratering, even among independents and even among young Democrats. They've given up on this guy. The biggest fear, however, and I hear this a lot about Vladimir Putin. I hear people say, well, Vlad's got the football and he's going to go nuclear. Vlad's going to go nuclear. Vlad's going to go nuclear. Well, he might. That's always a possibility. I don't know what Vlad's going to do. But this guy... There is no telling what's in this guy's mind. I think it's a blank wall. I don't think there's anything in this guy's mind. I think it's basically gone. Your president, ladies and gentlemen, wraps up a speech, turns, and shakes hands with air as if there's people there to shake hands with. This is important stuff, I think. You're a little concerned about that? All right, so the establishment that controls the narrative and has controlled the narrative, they are being threatened right now by Elon Musk. And i got to tell you, it's a wonderful thing to watch. It's very important that we see this moment, that we seize this moment, and that Elon Musk wins. Do I like his politics? Not all of them. Uh Uh-uh, not at all. What I do like is the fact that you've heard me say it many times. The man is a disruptor, a quiet disruptor. He doesn't come in and throw stuff around and break stuff, but he comes in and the status quo, he shakes up the status quo. And I'm going to talk about that when we get back. Trey Ware, KTSA. ChristiesHope.org. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Oh, chum cha boom. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean Love it. Love it. Welcome to Friday, 537, Trey Ware, KTSA. Good morning, good morning, good morning. There's Captain Don Morgan over there. Is Don Cooper, Wayne Stevens. Right over there is Elaine Rodriguez. And let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about what happened yesterday. What a great day on Twitter, man. What a great day on Twitter. And for those of you who aren't on Twitter, it might not even be on social media at all. And you think, ah, I'm not on Twitter. I don't care. What, what does this matter to me? Well, it does matter. It matters a lot. And let me just break it down. And, and then I want to go through some, some salient points to this. But just to put a final point on why this is important for all of us. You've heard me say for a long time that forever, you know, you can go back in history as far as you want to go, and the ruling class controls the narrative, right? They control the media. They control what's put out. So if if they control the information, then they control the population, right? And, uh, you know, Mao knew that. He, He knew to control the information, and if somebody pushed back, he killed them. He killed 5 million or more. Hitler knew that. I mean, he had entire bureaus, right? We all know about his men, his henchmen that were propagandists. But, you know, we've had it here. (laughs) 
We've had it here in the United States, and uh, most recently what I've been talking about is the lunatic left that controls the narrative. Boys can be girls, you know, all those kinds of things. And, and, and reasonable people have not had anywhere that they could express themselves, because why? Well, the biggest, listen to me, listen, this is really important. The biggest threat to the oligarchs who, who run us and, and the people that lord their power over us and control us, the biggest threat to them is free speech. It's not, it's not guns, although, you know, I'm a big one on Second Amendment for that reason, you know. If it comes to that, you've got to have a way to fight back the, against the tyranny. But the bottom line is, and, and what the, the biggest threat to them is, is free speech. So they do everything in their power to make sure that reasonable people do not have the rights to free speech. While they give lip service to it, they say, a democracy, this, that, and the other. The fact of the matter is, and we're seeing it in, in real time, in, in real world right now, is that if, if they allow the opposition to have free speech, their entire story, their narrative falls apart. And that's why they panicked yesterday. It was so much fun to watch the establishment, the oligarchs, the... The swamp, uh, the, the, the big media, you hear me bash on this show so much. It was so much fun to watch them in all-out, hair-on-fire panic mode yesterday. As Elon Musk said, free speech is essential to a functioning democracy. And the swamp has always controlled the narrative. Do you believe Twitter rigorously adheres to that principle? That was a question that Elon put out. No, it doesn't, was the overwhelming response. So, Elon understands something about Twitter that a lot of people, most people maybe even our country, don't even understand. That's the single most important form of speech possibly in the world. Not because Twitter's the biggest, but because it's where elite opinion is incubated and free speech on Twitter matters. It matters. His offer is a 54% premium over the company's share price the day before he began investing in it. The only true answer to him is yes, we accept the offer. If the, Now, their fiduciary duty on that board is to maximize profits for their investors. Elon gave them a way for their investors to become mega wealthy. Mega wealthy yesterday. It should have been, if politics wasn't involved, if censorship was not involved, if these people aren't more concerned, which they are, about protecting the, the, uh, uh, the, their censorship, their ability to censor, then they would have said yes immediately and made their investors very wealthy. But this is not about money to them. And by the way, it's not about money to, to Elon either. Elon said Twitter has extraordinary potential and I will unlock it. That right there was a moment of panic, sheer panic for them. And I'm not kidding you when I say panic, folks. The, the, the people on the left who control the narrative, the propagandists in our country, this, was, this is the most uh, panic-stricken you've ever, ever, ever in the history of our nation seen these folks. It is not an overstatement to say this is the most single important development for free speech in the modern history of the United States. That's not an overstatement. Musk then went on yesterday, made it clear he has no confidence whatsoever in the people who currently run Twitter. He said yesterday, if this deal doesn't work, given that I have no confidence in management, nor do I believe I can drive the necessary change in the public market, I would need to reconsider my position as a shareholder. He has put them between a rock and a hard place. So either they accept the offer, or he pulls out, and the whole thing, it's a house of cards, it collapses. But what he has done, probably the most important thing, whether he ends up with Twitter or not, probably the most important thing he's done has exposed them for what they are, and that's out-and-out out propagandists controlling the narrative that we listen to every single day. Now, if the board rejects his offer, they're going to need to explain to their shareholders because they're going to turn down a deal that would make all of their shareholders very rich. He also knows how important Twitter is to the people who run our system, who run the global system. And for them, the censorship and propaganda are not a feature uh, of their rule. Their rule depends on their censorship. As I said, being able to keep reasonable people from having a voice. They have to control the words that you hear. So censorship, propaganda are at the very heart of what they have been doing.
And Elon Musk is challenging all of that directly. Now, he's the richest man in the world. He's not trying to make more money. He is using his money to allow, at least potentially allow, Americans to speak freely. And I saw a tweet yesterday. I saw a bunch of tweets yesterday. I just I spent all day reading it. It's fun. Fun, fun, fun day. But I saw a tweet yesterday saying that, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Somebody said, I'm not real sure Elon knows what he's gotten himself into. Now, I've been saying ever since he bought stock in Twitter that they're going to come after him, folks. And they are going to come after him. They're going to come after him in all kinds of regulatory ways. I'm not real sure they know what they got themselves into, though. They're up against him. And this guy can outthink them in a heartbeat. In, in a single heartbeat, this man can outthink them. Um, but where does it go from here? Well, uh, I'll predict a couple of things happen to, to Elon, and I'm going to give you proof of this in a second. I think he's going to be hauled before Congress for hearings. I think they're going to try to come up with some sort of trumped-up charges. I think they're going to try to tie him maybe to January 6th. Who knows? You know, they're going to do all they can. But then they're going to start affecting his business in really big ways. And I'm talking about globally now because this is a global system that he is taking on. It's not just Biden's people. This is huge. This is absolutely huge, and it's global. And so things like his next permit to launch SpaceX, maybe not happening. All those Tesla recharging stations, not happening. You know, those kinds of things, I think, are how they're going to snap back. And I'll get to that in a couple of seconds. But as you well know, because you, you listen to this show, corporate media exists to stifle the views of individual Americans. That's why it's here. It hates the idea, and their first move is to mock it. Brian Stelter on CNN, quote, he says he wants to pay fifty four twenty a share to buy up the rest of Twitter that he doesn't have. Of course, fifty four twenty. that's 420. That's program code for marijuana, which he very much enjoys. So is this guy a troll, or is it very real? Elon smoked dope one time publicly with Joe Rogan as a gag. But anyway, I, I'm not going to even go down that road. That's just a stupid-ass comment from Brian Stelter. But, you know, we've come to we've come to expect that from the Pillsbury Doughboy, Brian Stelter. Elon Musk is risking everything. His many businesses that intersect with governments around the world, it's not just Tesla, it's not just SpaceX, the, the, the big governments around the world, including the Saudi prince yesterday, who tried to outbuy him, tried to bid up the price. And, and then you had, within minutes, you had uh, Goldman Sachs try to bid up the... What was, what was incredible to watch is nobody wanted Twitter until Elon tried to buy it. And now that he's threatening free speech on Twitter, all of the people, the, you know, the, the Goldman Sachs, the Saudi kings, all these people that don't want free speech because they have to control what you hear. They tried to buy Twitter yesterday as well. They bought as much Twitter stock as they could. Why? Well, you know, in the Saudi king, <laughs> Twitter's pushing electric vehicles. He's making electric vehicles. <laughs> you think he's a threat to the Saudi kingdom and all of the oil that they sell? Of course. And the same is true with Goldman Sachs. He's a huge threat to Wall Street because he's talking about taking a company, a corporation like Twitter, and taking it private. Goldman Sachs can't have that. They can't have the narrative change. They have to control what goes into your brain, and they do it every day. They're going to try to crush him. Over at Twitter, they know he's all in, and that's why they're so upset. According to a Bloomberg reporter yesterday, even before he made his offer, Bloomberg was reporting the vibe among workers at Twitter super stressed with employees working together to help each other get through this week. I called it thumb sucking. They took Monday off to have a day of thumb sucking. They were so upset that Elon had bought stock. That was pr prior to his offer yesterday. That was Monday. They had to have a day of thumb sucking among their employees. That's how bad it is. I saw all the videos yesterday of, of uh, Twitter employees, and they're panicked, some of them crying. Remember when, when Trump was elected and they cried to the sky? That was going on at Twitter yesterday. That's how threatening this is. And you got to ask yourself, what kind of company is Twitter? The company's stock went up 30% when he first bought in. So obviously it's not a company that exists because they're making money, right? They exist to censor speech. That's the whole purpose. That's why they're here. 
And the Biden administration certainly understands this. They've already made a move. This is where it's going to get nasty. The SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, and the Department of Justice, yesterday launched what's being described as a joint investigation into a myriad of Elon Musk regulatory issues, primarily involving Tesla. The SEC and the Department of Justice are now going after him. Now, I mentioned this where it comes to Henry Cuellar. What was the news I had for you with Henry Cuellar yesterday? FBI finally says, well, hey, guess what? Henry's not implicated in any crime. He never was. He never was implicated in a crime. But they went to his house two months before an election, did a raid on his house, made sure that CNN and ABC and the others were there with their satellite trucks, so they got all their video of them carrying FBI boxes out of Henry Cuellar's home. He was never a suspect in a crime but they do that kind of thing so that people see that at election time they go i can't vote for him he's a criminal they know elon's clean but just saying that he's being investigated and they opened that investigation yesterday folks this is how much they are panicked about this in other words threatening to allow people to speak freely will crush your business at the washington post owned by one of the richest people in the world max boot wrote that he very much supports stopping Elon Musk. He says, Elon Musk must be silenced in the name of democracy. I am frightened by the impact on society if Elon Musk acquires Twitter, said Boot yesterday in the Washington Post. He seems to believe that on social media anything goes. But for democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, not less. Think about that for a minute. The Washington Post, owned by Jeff Bezos, also one of the richest men on the planet, controlling everything that comes through the Washington Post, which controls the narrative in Washington, D.C., the Washington Post does. They're saying for democracy to thrive, we have mo- we need to have more censorship, not less. Democracy is a euphemism for letting our mafia, the D.C. crime syndicate that I call it, run our country for their benefit. It's not for yours. They're running it for their benefit. That's why yesterday was such a huge deal for America and indeed the world. Even if you're not on Twitter, even if you don't understand Twitter, even if you don't care about Twitter. Yesterday and what happened around Elon Musk and what happens going forward is huge for the freedom of our nation and the freedom of the world. Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. All right. Philip Bailey and Phil Collins getting you going for a Friday morning. I want to tell you about a little project we're working on. This is KTSA's 100th uh, anniversary. I think the official date was May 6th, but that's still a little bit in question. But anyway, um, and so we're working on a project that's going to be online at KTSA.com. And uh, I, I hope you'll enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to be doing, Elaine and I have been working on these interviews. And they're voices that haven't been on KTSA in years, but guys who came through here cut their teeth on KTSA. Names you will recognize, voices that you will know. And I'm just uh, interviewing them for our podcast at KTSA.com. Um, that, uh, you know, they're, they're memories of KTSA, a historic, legendary radio station. And we're just going to sit around and talk about KTSA. And I recorded a script for a piece that they are uh, putting together that's going to air uh, on KTSA and also uh, on our online. So when all that's ready to go, I'll let you know when it's up. But also on the Treyware page, KTSA.com, yesterday morning at 635, I shared the gospel uh, going into this weekend, and that's on the Treyware page, KTSA.com, if you want to listen to it. But coming up this morning at 635, Pastor Matt Hagee from Cornerstone Church is going to join me, and we're going to talk more about the significance of this weekend, the most significant weekend on the history, on the, the, uh, uh, the Christian calendar. Is, is this weekend. What is it really for? What does it really mean? And we're going to talk about that coming up as well. A source of free speech. That's why this matters, whether you're on Twitter or not, whether you do anything with Twitter or not. Really, it's, it, it, that doesn't matter. This is where the national conversation is happening. In fact, indeed, an international conversation. And the proof was in the pudding yesterday when the, the entire um, establishment, the swamp, the left, the media, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, they all blew their minds yesterday. They all freaked yesterday after this offer was made, even to the point where Saudi princes were jumping in and making offers for Twitter because they couldn't allow this to get out of their hands, out of their control. Same is true with Goldman Sachs. They couldn't allow this to get out of their hands and out of their control. They have to retain control of the national narrative. 
possibly if you've listened to me you've heard me talk about the lunatics on the left who control the narrative boys can be girls and all you got to do is put on a dress and a boy is a girl you know those kinds of things that they tell people every day that they're telling your kids in school that if you're born white you're a racist and you hate black people all those things it's just a narrative that's being fed into the minds of the american people time and time again and you know the other side the the reasonable people as i call them don't have an outlet the reasonable people if you speak up and say something they cancel you and so yesterday at the twitter headquarters but not only were they freaked out not only were they having a hard time about this but they were making videos about how they're going to quit they're going to leave this is not about money you know this company twitter is not about making money twitter is about censorship of reasonable people I didn't say Democrats or Republicans. I said reasonable people. And reasonable people having a place to have an outlet to, to say things. If you go back to the rudimentary days, and Daniel, I'm coming to your call, and i got two lines open at 210-599-5555. If you go back to the rudimentary days, you know, you had daily uh, newspapers. You had morning and evening newspapers. And people really didn't have anywhere that they could express themselves. So the narrative was force-fed to people through those daily newspapers, right? And, and, and the people who ran the narrative, who wanted the country to go in a certain direction, or indeed the world to go in a certain direction, what they did was they controlled what people heard and people read it. And so if it was in the news, then it was true. While the news covered for people like JFK, who had multiple affairs, but they knew it in the White House, right? And they never brought that up, never wanted to say anything about it. They knew a lot of stuff throughout the years, and the, and the news media would cover it and cover it and cover it and hide it because they, colluding with the governments of the world throughout all the annals of history, controlled the narrative, what people heard, what people saw. Along comes radio, and the same thing happened with radio, and the fireside chats with FDR, so on. And then along comes the invention of television, and television did the exact same thing. They knew that if they controlled what came, came into the living rooms at night, what people saw, the images that we all saw, if they controlled those images, then they could control the people. They could get the people to move in a certain direction. Then they expanded their reach and their control, and they went into the institutions of higher learning. They started to go into the universities, and they became activists. Universities are now a point of activism. They're not about education. They're not about expanding the mind in these universities. It's a point of activism now. And then now they've taken that all the way down to kindergarten, where they're telling children, basically child porn, in the, in the kindergartens now. The activists are in the kindergartens now controlling the minds and shoving this stuff into their heads time and time again, controlling the narrative that little children hear. Because they know what? They have to control the narrative. They have to control what people hear. They have to control what people see. And they've done it throughout the annals of history. Along comes the Internet. And the Internet, what a great invention, because it allows everybody to participate. And everybody can have a voice on the Internet. And everybody can get out there and say something as long as you say what they want want you to say but the minute the minute the very instant the nanosecond that you decide you're not going to toe the line that you're going to say something different than what they want you to say that very second that very moment you're canceled you're kicked off your voice is not there to the point where a man who works for one of the biggest propaganda papers on planet earth the washington post Owned by Jeff Bezos. And you should have seen the Washington Post articles yesterday about how rich guys shouldn't own media. Now, just pause for a minute and think about that. Billionaires should not control media. They're owned by Jeff Bezos, number two or number three richest man on planet Earth, depending on the moment. So Max Boot, writing in the Washington Post yesterday, says, for democracy to survive, we have to have more censorship, more content control, not less. I want you to think about that. And the problem with that is there's a lot of people who agree, a lot of people who believe that, that we can't allow Robert Reich Robert Reich, the guy who was the chief economist under Bill Clinton, said yesterday, we can't allow people like Donald Trump to have a say-so in the public square. They're destroying everything, he said yesterday. Voice after voice after voice after voice on the left panicking yesterday. Could not believe what was happening that Elon Musk said, we have to open it up, we have to open source this, and it has to be an avenue of free speech. Why? Because they know that if it's opened up in the American people, whether you're on it or not, 
It establishes and carries on the narrative. The narrative is available there. Look, Mark Zuckerberg is the guy who controls WhatsApp. He controls Instagram. He controls Facebook. If you're on any of those apps, he controls you. I'm sorry, but he does. Whether you realize it or not, he controls you. Because he controls what goes into the portals of your eyes and ears. And whatever goes into the portals of your eyes and ears comes out in your actions and your thoughts. Whether you realize it or not. And Mark Zuckerberg took 400 million, 500 million possibly of your dollars last year that you willingly gave him because you're on Facebook and he swayed an election. An election that put an old, senile, lying criminal in the White House. And Mark Zuckerberg did that. Why? Because they have to control the narrative in order to control you. That's what this is about. 100%. Yesterday was a fun day. I really enjoyed being on Twitter yesterday and seeing the left freak out. I love watching the left freak out. But it was also not only a fun day, it was a very important day. Let's go to line one. And, Daniel, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead, sir. Yes, I do listen to what you say. Why can't he buy Twitter? The, the old man selling the, the, whole, the United States to all these left-wingers and all these foreign countries. And, and what right. he can't sell gives away. Right. Yeah, thank you, Daniel. I appreciate your call. Well, of course, he's, you know, it's, uh, they're, they're working through it right now. And in reality, if, if, uh, the SEC, oh, by the way, uh, just another thing. I've been saying over and over again now that Elon, and I don't like all of his politics, by the way. I don't. But now that he is challenging the swamp and the establishment and the guys who control the narrative, and nobody else could have done this, it's taking the rich and ma- richest man on planet Earth to be able to do this. He is now under investigation by the Department of Justice and the SEC. They're not saying why. They're just looking into Tesla. Folks, I've said this over and over again. They're going to crawl up inside of him 47 ways a Sunday to try to find something that they can hang on him. I don't know if there's anything there or not. I kind of doubt it. He looks like a pretty boring guy to me. But that's what they're going to do. And the next time he wants to launch one of his SpaceX rockets out into outer space, they're going to give him a hard time about the about the uh, permit to launch. He is taking on the world with what he's doing and i'm not overstating that not one little bit he's taking on the world so they're going to take him on they're going to do all they can to destroy him personally destroy his companies many many different companies that he has they're coming after elon musk because elon has said we're not going to allow you to control the narrative anymore interesting times that we live in i gotta tell you about lifestyles unlimited lifestyles unlimited they'll help you retire in five years or less by investing in real estate you want to become free of what you're doing every day you know the same old same old same old every day getting up going in staring at red brick lights you know doing the same thing going home in the afternoon the evening whatever tired fall into bed just to wake up and do it all over again the next day how about establishing your own financial freedom with Lifestyles Unlimited. That's right, where you are going to learn step-by-step how to successfully invest in single-family and multi-family properties. You can own apartment homes. I've seen people start with zero and end up owning multiple apartment uh, homes and really not only providing people a great place to live, but their own family a wonderful financial legacy forevermore. Here's the first step. Go to financialfreedomlivestream.com and use my name, Ware, W-A-R-E, as your promo code. You get special discounts, and right there is where they're going to show you. And there's no obligation. I I just want you to check it out. They're going to show you right there how you can get started on financial freedom to your path of financial freedom with Lifestyles Unlimited at financialfreedomlivestream.com, promo code WARE, W-A-R-E. AccuWeather forecast for your Easter weekend. Uh, today's going to be cloudy all morning with a few uh, showers in a couple of spots. Pretty wet out there right now, as a matter of fact, in some spots. Then the clouds break for some sun this afternoon, warm and humid with a high of 87. Tomorrow, cloudy in the morning, times of sun and clouds, a very warm afternoon and humid. The humidity is racing back right now as we speak, 94 for the high tomorrow. The record is 95. And Easter Sunday is going to be hot as well. We're going to have some areas of low clouds, then some sun and a high of 91. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 
Love it. Oh, man, it's been so long since I heard that. That's one of those songs. There were, there were a handful of songs that my mama really wanted me to learn how to play when I first started playing guitar because she loved these particular songs, loved dancing. She was a dancing, crazy dancing person. Boy, she danced. In fact, she's, she is the person who taught me how to dance when I was about three years old listening to Hound Dog by Elvis Presley on old 78s, man. And uh, so she loved music, uh, kind of like Don and I do, and uh, she just, anytime, something like that, she loved that record. Uh, I, I can't name them all that she wanted me to do because it takes us forever, but Lay Down Sally by Eric Clapton, she really loved that one, and I had to learn that one, and it just went on and on, and uh, it was fun. It was just a, a great time. I can't play that well anymore. That's a little frustrating with the arthritis in the fingers. <laughs> I, gotta, <laughs> I look funky when I do it, but I can scratch something out every once once in a while. All right, so 210-599-5555. Uh, Don Morgan just sent me a thing, said the third bus is on its way to Washington, D.C. Good. I've been watching this very closely, and the folks in D.C. kind of freaking out. <laughs> so it's serving its purpose. No, they look, what's fine for us is fine for us, according to Washington, D.C. We can have all this that we want. We can have our property being destroyed. We can have uh, our women getting raped. We can have stuff going on down here, and Washington is fine with it because Washington's in Washington, and Washington's not affected by it. Washington doesn't have to see it. Washington doesn't have to feel the impact of it, right? Right. Washington, on the other side of that, because it's not all criminals, they don't have to see the the uh, horrible effects of illegal immigration on the illegal immigrants and what it does to their lives. They don't have to see what what's happening with them. Uh, because they're, of course, in the crime syndicate that is inside the Beltway in Washington, D.C., they live in rarefied air. They don't have to see this. They can do that. They can do it to us, and they've been doing it to us for quite some time. I've been telling you about all the... You know, uh, ranchers who send me pictures and stuff of their ranch and how their ranches are being destroyed and the crime and everything that's going on. But Washington hasn't been affected until Greg Abbott said, well, I'm just going to send the border your way. He sent two buses and a third is going to arrive today. And they're not liking it too much up in D.C. They're not having a good time with this. And I've been watching them on the media, you know, and they're complaining about it. And good. You know, uh, and he's making headway, by the way. I'm talking about Greg Abbott is making headway. Now you've got a bunch of these governors in Mexico of these states all along the border who are beating down his door asking for deals. Why? Because those trucks have been backed up. And if those trucks are backed up, then those governors are not making money. And if those governors are not making money because the trucks are backed up, the governors want to open that pipeline back up. So what do we need to do, Mr. Governor Abbott, to open that pipeline back up? And they're coming to him left and right. When you hear on uh, ABC television and you hear on CBS television and all that, they've had all those reporters positioned uh, down at the border this week, and you see those long lines and you hear well greg abbott giving in now and opening up the pipeline greg Greg abbott's not giving in squat the governors in mexico are giving in and calling him and saying i want a deal please give me a deal and that's exactly what happened with chihuahua the governor there maria eugenia campos galvan called last night said please let's do something let's work something out okay says abbott let's work something out and then coila the governor there calls and ciudad juarez that's across the rio grande from el paso Coelho sharing the international bridges with Del Rio and Eagle Pass. Hey, can we work out a deal? He's meeting with Tamalpas today. That's McAllen and Brownsville. Tamalpas is one of the biggest ones on planet Earth as far as crossing. And they're going, yes, please, let's do something. Please. So it's working. And and my point in bringing it up with the Elon Musk story and this story, what this means is... <laughs> There's somebody pushing back for us. Elon's pushing back for us in free speech. The governor, Greg Abbott, is pushing back for us on the collapse of our union. And they're working hard at getting it done. Meanwhile, on the other side, Biden approval rating the lowest with Hispanic voters. A new poll out from Quinnipiac showing there is a 10-point drop from his on his approval rating from April 6th. That's a week ago, folks. In one week, he went down 10 points. According to one of the most respected pollers in the world, Quinnipiac, why is he down with with Hispanics? Joe Biden is a liar. He's a criminal liar. And now his lies are starting to be exposed. People are starting to see he lied through the campaign. He's lied all of his life. But I want to warn you about something that's going on right now from a bunch of people on the left and the left-wing media, even the Fox media, Fox News and others. They now have a narrative out there 
but it's going to be a red wave. It's going to be a red tsunami. Uh, Mark Penn, who was a pollster for uh, Hillary Clinton, it's going to be a red tornado, red tornado coming in November. Well, I pray that that's fact. But i got to tell you something. They're trying, trying, trying. Again, controlling the narrative, right? They are trying desperately to lull conservatives, to lull Republicans, to lull libertarians into a sense of complacency. Ah, I got this in the bag, honey. Let's take a trip on November 6th. We don't need to vote in November. It's all under control. Don't let them do it to you. If they are successful at that, you combine that with their cheat, and they will cheat. You combine that with the Democrat cheat and complacency from Republicans and conservatives and patriots all across this country. And November will not be anything of the kind. They're going to do all that they can with shenanigans and behind the scenes to try to hang on to power. Power is all that matters. Life itself doesn't matter to the left and Democrats. They've proven that over and over again. Power matters. And that's the only thing that matters. So right now, through their media, and yes, Fox is doing it too, they're saying it's a win for Republicans in November. It's going to be an all-out, they're running the board, you know, tsunami, red wave, all, all those terms they're using. But all that is is trying to lull you into a sense of complacency. Don't let them do it. Primo processing, okay. <laughs> I had a bite of Primo passion yesterday, baby. Oh, man. I pulled out some sausage yesterday, some smoked sausage that I picked up at Primo Processing. Put it on the grill for a little bit and then tossed it in the oven and let it warm up, baby. Oh, my gosh. That was so good. I'm going back for a second stop this morning when I get off the air. I did some beans with it and a little queso and a couple of tortillas. And I got to tell you, it was a fantastic lunch. Nancy and I sat there and shot the breeze for about an hour and chowed down on Primo Processing Sausage. It was so good. I want you to discover it as well. And that's why I put together the Trayware Sampler Box. It's loaded with jerky both sliced and chunk. It's loaded with those Primo sticks, you know, like those Slim Jims, but a million times better. Loaded with dry sausage, loaded with spicy sausage as well. And I want you to try it. Get a 10% discount on the Trayware sampler box when you use my name, Ware, and you get free shipping anywhere in the United States from Primo Processing. Log on, but make sure you use my name. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, they call it Good Friday. Good morning. Trey Ware here, KTSA. But it was anything but good over 2,000 years ago. Now, yesterday at this time, I shared the gospel message. It's up on the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com, if you want to listen to it. But Pastor Matt Hagee from Cornerstone Church is joining me right now to talk a little bit more about the significance of this weekend and a citywide event that's happening this weekend that I'd like for you to go to and to to be a part of because this this is a the, the most transformational date on the Christian calendar. I understand all about Christmas, but this is it. Without the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, uh, nothing else matters. This is it right here. And so the significance of what this weekend uh, means uh, cannot be overstated at all. So, Matt, as we uh, first of all, thank you for joining me. And as as we look at what was going on 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 that day on Friday, uh, Jesus had already faced his uh, accusers and was headed to the cross. Pick it up from there and talk to us a little bit about that. Well, as you mentioned, Trey, you know we referred to this date as Good Friday, but for many many years and even centuries, it was called Black Friday because it was considered in the context of, of a sorrowful day based on what was lost. And and it only turned around when we realized that today was not a day of loss. It was a day of gain for us based on the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And I think that so many times uh, people look at the moment that they're living in and they consider all of the bad that's coming from it or the, all the confusion and the chaos that is occurring in the moment, not looking at the sovereign plan of God. God, from the beginning of time, planned and predestined that his son would come to earth and that he would be a sacrifice for each and every one of us. And because of that sacrifice, we have eternity, we have redemption, we have grace, we have so many blessings in our lives that there's no way you could look at this date and call it a Black Friday. You have to call it a Good Friday because of what God's plan was. And I think it's important for people who are listening today 
to consider the world that they're living in and realize that God is still in control. Uh, You know, Easter and Resurrection Sunday are opportunities for us to remember and reflect, but also consider the fact that the same God who had that plan for his son to die for us and be raised from the dead is the same God who is still in control of every breath that we breathe, of every day that we live in, and moment by moment, hour by hour, he is moving us towards his perfect plan for our lives. Would you say that in the annals of history, going all the way back to the creation of the earth, this is the the most hopeful days uh, to uh, consider? Because instead of living in the moment, which a lot of people do, and that's how we're raised culturally and raised by our families and whatever, so live in the moment and focus on the moment and focus on the next paycheck and what's happening here and now. But as the Bible says, you know, our lives are a vapor. On, on average today, the average is 70, 78 to 80 years old, and then you're gone. But with the hope that this weekend brings, you know, this is not the end. Uh, there's more on the other side. Well, I think one of the most important phrases in the whole of the Easter story comes from the angel that met the two ladies that were going to out on on Sunday morning to anoint the body of Jesus Christ, they expected him to be in the grave. And the angel looked at them and said, remember what he said. And the fact that he, the angel was expressing to the two ladies that Jesus Christ had told all of his followers, I'm going to die. I'll rise again. You know, he, he let them know the end of the story before the beginning. He let them know the end before it ever even occurred. And if they would have believed what he said and remembered what he said, when they saw him die on Friday, they would have looked at each other and said, this isn't the end. And and on Saturday, rather than hiding from the Romans, they would have said, hey, we've only got 24 hours left. And then on Sunday morning, instead of, you know, sleeping in and and hoping that, you know, they weren't found out or, or taken to jail, they would have gotten up, run to the grave, and and, and looked for Jesus. And I think so many times in our lives, if we would just remember what he said, we would have so much more hope than the current despair of the occasion. I think we watch uh, a lot of media. I think we hear a lot of stories. I think we look at things from a perspective of doom instead of saying, you know, he said, if I'm for you, who can be against you? He said, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Uh, there, there are so many hopeful statements that Jesus Christ gave to us through his word, that God Almighty gave to us through the scriptures, that let us know that regardless of the challenges that we face in this life, we can do all things. And if we would remember that, I promise you, every day is a good day because it's the day the Lord has made. Uh, this Sunday, we're going to celebrate not only the reality of his resurrection, but we're going to celebrate uh, the promise of his soon appearing. Uh, Because as we remember what he said, we realize that this day that we're living in is just one more day that draws us closer to the fulfillment of every promise that he has ever made. Amen to that. And in that vein, uh, Come Alive is happening beginning today. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about that? This is a citywide thing that I just really think that people should be involved in. I want people to be a part of this. I want people to be there. Um, and uh, and it's 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 revolutionary. It 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 will change your life, folks. Um, not 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 the event, but your relationship with Jesus. And and if you know somebody that needs a revolution inside of their spirit, it needs to be awakened in their spirit and seems to be lost and seems to be hurting and seems to be confused about what's going on in the world uh, this is a this is the weekend for them to maybe sort a lot of those things out well uh, this weekend we're going to be celebrating uh, our resurrection services will be taking place 8 30 and 11 o'clock on sunday morning at cornerstone church and then throughout the rest of the month we're having a celebration each and every sunday that Its culmination comes at the end of this month uh, in an event that you've referenced, Come Alive, is going to begin Friday, uh, April the 29th, and then Saturday the 30th, and then May the 1st. 
And, uh, you know, springtime is a time when we get to see dormant things come back to life. Flowers mm-hmm. that, you know, weren't blooming are now in full bloom. And, and, and mm. uh, so many things that, you know, have been silent through the winter are now shouting that they are alive. And it's really an event that gives people the opportunity to come together in faith and fellowship and celebrate the the fact that they have hope, they have life, they have promise. And so we're hoping that people will join us for these celebrations and feel the power and the presence of God Almighty who has given us life and, and remember that they have something worth living for. Uh, there are so many times in life that people face challenges and, and they simply say things like, I want to give up or I don't want to continue. And that is a type of despair that defeats uh, every ounce of potential. And our purpose on this earth is to help people realize that their potential is something that God divinely put inside of them and that giving up is just not an option. They have to come alive. They have to move forward. So April the 29th and the 30th and May the 1st, we're going to have a celebration that you simply don't want to miss. Absolutely right. You can find out more at the website for Cornerstone Church. Please be there this Sunday. Uh, it's, a, it's a life changer. Uh, Pastor Matt Hagee from Cornerstone Church, as always, it's great to visit with you, and I'll see you very, very soon. Trey, happy Easter to you and Nancy and the family. God bless you guys. We look forward to seeing you soon. You got it. All right, uh, 550 KTSA FM 1071 at 210-599-5555. It's 210-599-5555. Uh, Warren Rima coming up at 7 o'clock this morning. i got to tell you about Apple Pest Control and the great job that Stan Goodson continues to do at Apple Pest Control for families all over our area. And I do mean all over the area, not just restricted to San Antonio. But if you can hear me right now, Apple will come to you, as they've done to us many times, and do pest control services that are the most excellent I've ever found. And in fact, they've got people and uh, and and uh, and and pet friendly services. So if you've got uh, people or pets crawling around on the floor and you're concerned, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, hey listen, you don't have to worry about that cuz Apple's got friendly services, of course. They can get rid of any bug and any kind of rodent that exists in your house. And sometimes you hear them inside the attic, you hear them inside the walls, and that's a big problem. Well, Apple Pest Control will get rid of all of them, especially those termites that literally can eat you out of house and home before you even know it. You don't even know they're busy in there eating the wood away inside your walls, but they are, and Apple Pest Control could get rid of them. They do it all the time. That's Apple Pest Control. Give them a call today. Tell them Trey Ware sent you at 210-695. Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Oh. Mm. Cool band, cool song. Everything they did, very cool. 652 KTSA, hope you're feeling good this morning on Good Friday. Um, it's 60 right now. It's going to be a warm weekend. It's a little bit wet right now, but nobody really cares because ain't nobody working. <laughs> right? Come on now. E- even if they're going to make you go in today, you know you're not going to be working. It's one of those days, right? So most people are off today. But if you're not, it's going to be a slow day anyway. And a lot of people have already staked out their place. A lot of people are already back parking in the parks. You remember during COVID, I can't, 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 can't go to the park. Remember when the city shut down the park? I, I thought that was the dumbest thing in the world. Because the safest place you could be is outside. Yeah, the city shut down Brackenridge Park and all that other stuff. Well, it was just crazy because why? It's just control. They were controlling people. Well, it's back, and now they're making a big deal. Aren't we great? Pat us on the back because we've opened up the park again. Uh, your park that you paid for. But anyway, a lot of folks have already gone out, and they're already hanging out in the parks and uh, and been sleeping there, crashing out, and ready for a great weekend. That's true, not only in San Antonio, but several other places around as well. In California, they're going to ban the sale of gas vehicles by 2035. Well, that's not far from now, is it? That's just around the corner. But Gavin Newsom announced yesterday... He said, pull away from the gas pumps. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting thing if they actually get that done and they, they uh, ban all gas-powered vehicles. What happens to all the service stations on every corner? And in California, they're literally five and six deep on every corner, right? <laughs> Everywhere you turn. So what do they, what do they do? All these Valeros that are here in Texas and all these shells 
What's going to happen with all these stores if they're successful in getting rid of uh, gas-powered vehicles? And in California, they announced yesterday, hey, by 2035, they won't, we're not going to sell them anymore. We will not allow the sale of any gas-powered vehicle. That's trucks and cars and, and uh, blowers and, uh, and, and lawnmowers and everything. It's all going away. As of 2035, you won't be allowed to buy one here in our state. I mentioned this yesterday on where in Rima, Russian uh, state media is now confirming that Russia's most prominent warship, the Moskova, or, uh, yeah, Moskova, is dead. It's gone. It's at the bottom of the sea. Uh, now, there's controversy over how it actually got there, because Russia says, well, we had a fire, and ammo blew up on the ship, and that's what caused it to go down. We were towing it in, and boom, it got sideways, and down it went. Ukraine saying, no, we did that. We put it at the bottom of the sea. Regardless of how it got there, they can go back and forth. And, of course, again, it goes back to controlling the narrative and who do you want to believe here. That doesn't matter. What matters is their most significant, their most important warship is now gone. It doesn't exist anymore. So what does that mean for them and how do they respond? Of course, only time is going to tell. But um, he is, uh, you know, according to the media, his military is being degraded during this thing time and time again. So either he's going to have to rely on a China to you know, fly those planes into Serbia like they've been talking about doing and then delivering them to, to Russia, like we've been doing with Ukraine, which all this means, folks, is this is somebody else's war, and we are supplying the armaments. We, we sent another $800 million in armaments yesterday. There's no way to classify this as anybody else's war other than now we're it's ours because we've got billions of dollars that we have invested in this war. So basically, Ukraine is being used as a proxy for us to fight Russia and China. That's what's happening here. Now, we can get into why and all the backstory and the whole Great Reset and trying to subdue certain people and certain, you know, all, you know, certain nations and all that. But what we're seeing here really is a proxy war that's going on, and we're at war. And we knew we would not, we would not escape war for any length of time. You know, the big companies have got to have war to be able to make money. If there's no war, how is, how are those big companies, the Raytheons and all of the world, how are they going to make money? They're the ones who make the bullets and the bombs and the airplanes over at Boeing and everywhere else to supply the war machine. Dwight D. Eisenhower told us about that when he was exiting the office. He said, you're going to be in continual war from here on out because they found out that they could make money, scads of money, and they continue to do that. And that's why we've not been out of war since World War II. All right, Warren Rhyme is coming up. We're going to talk about a really creepy moment that Joe Biden had yesterday. Yes, there was another one, but this one, well, it gets creepier by the moment. And, of course, we'll talk about Elon Musk and why Elon and Twitter is important to you even if you're not on.